everyone, welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. Michael Moray. And a big announcement that no one knew about except us. (laughs) Um, We have not teased this very well at all, but uh, this is now a a three-co-host episode, or not episode, podcast uh, (laughs) series from here on out, from here on out uh, due to popular demand from two co-hosts uh, <laughs> everyone welcome the newest member of real perspective missy Lonsinger. Hey. yay uh missy how's it going it's going great good welcome to the team thanks we spent 40 minutes talking about how mike doesn't like songs that are about other songs yeah we did they or movies suck. that are about other no about movies yeah he movies. also so mike doesn't like meta things yeah <laughs> okay yeah so well, do you okay okay what about okay, books you, about books well, what about like adaptation? Uh, the movie? Yeah. Hmm. Look at this. That's a movie about screenwriting, which is different, isn't it? Well, I haven't seen. Yeah, it but all it's the a way through. script. It's yeah. a script Presumably, about screenwriting. Yeah, uh, yeah. At some point, there was a script, but now it's a movie about screenwriting. So it's no. I mean, that no. I haven't seen this. So well, I can't so really it's say. the 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 plot of the movie right. is that Charlie Kaufman went to adapt the book The Orchid Thief, which is a real book, mm-hmm. and then uh, instead of actually adapting the book, he wrote this screenplay about how hard of a time he had adapting the book. Oh, that's so lame, man. So in the in the movie. <laughs> In the movie, Nicolas Cage plays a version of Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Who's trying to adapt The Orchid Thief. Right. So in the movie, there's like scenes of him trying to write what would have been the actual scenes of The Orchid Thief movie, but it's just about how hard it was for him to write The Orchid Thief. That's so self-indulgent. <laughs> it's extra- extremely <laughs> self-indulgent. Wait, okay. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Super meta moments. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, like, okay, a meta moment that's, like, breaking the fourth wall or something like that. Completely yeah. fine. Well, okay. we did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would right, be hypocrites. Right. Yeah. No, like, that's fine. I don't mind breaking the fourth wall. Okay. Um, I'm just talking about, like, you know, I'm not going to write you a love song, song which is, like, songs. a song about a song. But and not about write you the cookie. Right. Yes. Or silly love songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You. Got, I really wish we would have recorded this. We played Mike the Wing song, Silly Love Songs. Yep. And he hated it. <laughs> then the first line of the song, he's like, nope, stupid. Yeah, like every, like, uh, what is it, pop song or dance, yeah. like, electronic song now, it's about, like, don't stop the music, or, like, the beat's really awesome in this song, because <laughs> listen to this song about how awesome our own beat is. It's like, what the hell, man? I don't, I don't get it. What about so the beat goes dumb. on by Sonny and Cher? <laughs> I mean, Sonny and Cher is so lame. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Man, I could do this all night. This yeah. could be the podcast, man. Like, I am so fascinated with this specific pet peeve. Of yours. We need to have like a spinoff podcast. It's like yeah. a, examine like a new song about a song, song every about week. Songs. Yeah. So, but yeah, because here's the thing. <laughs> this is happening now. When we played you silly love songs, like you were into it until yeah. the words. Like right. that is specifically the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that song has like a, a good super great yeah, bass yeah. line. Mm-hmm. And, like, it sounds great, and it's Paul McCartney, so, yeah. like, you know, it's not terrible. Right. right. And so, uh, yeah, it was as soon as, like, he talked about... simply having a wonderful Christmas time. But anyway, <laughs> sure, sorry. Sure. But then it's, like, as soon as he talks about how people don't want silly love songs, and now he is going to write a silly love song, and then sings the silly love song that he wrote 
for the song Silly Love Songs, Mike was donezo. <laughs> I mean, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, I see where I'm coming from, right? Like, like isn't that just kind of I, stupid? I've <laughs> never thought about that ever in my life, and now it's all I can think about. All I will ever think about ever again. <laughs> Every time I hear a song, my first thought is going to be, is this about another song? Is this a song yeah. about song? Because we established that a song about a musician is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Jason Isbell song to a band I've loved before or whatever, where it's him talking about the good times they had on the road. Mm -hmm. Totally cool in your book. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not about, like, a particular song. It's about, like, an experience or something like that. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. Hang on. No. No. (laughs) This, like, you think this is a bit, but new questions that I have to have answered before we can move on keep popping into my head. Uh-huh. I'm not doing this to make the podcast longer, I swear. So, like, Killing Me Softly with his song is about Roberta Flack's experience listening to the song American Pie by Don McLean. What? <laughs> so, yeah. so no, it's about, that's I, I don't, about an experience. Yeah, okay, that one's fine. All right, that's okay. fine. I, I, don't, I don't feel very strongly about that song one way or the other. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just really need to... Like, okay, the Billy Joel songs about him singing songs or playing songs Mm -hmm. are, like, his least good Billy Joel songs. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Entertainer. Yeah. eh. What? Uh That's, like, my favorite Billy Joel song. What? It's Maybe it's because it's incredibly fun to play drums to on rock bands. Okay, (laughs) all right. That's the exception. It's the beat, then. Yeah, it is. Uh Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so much fun to play rock band drums. See, like, I mean, even the dance songs are about like the music being awesome. Like right. usually, the music yeah. behind it is somewhat awesome. Right. But then, like, I'd rather just listen to that part of it rather than be like, "Man, isn't our song awesome?" <laughs> so okay, what about like Rap God, where it's just like, "I'm the best rapper." Yeah, lame. What? <laughs> yeah. Ah, I love that song. Yeah, I really don't like rap songs that are about like how awesome they are at singing rap songs. <laughs> Well, right. uh, well, okay, but here's the counterpoint to it, which is Eminem's song, which is the you know the seven or the eight mile song. Oh, uh, lose yourself, lose yourself. Uh, that's oh, pretty okay. meta. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely meta. Yeah, because it's about a fictional version of Eminem M- rapping M- about M- the fictional about version Mom's of Eminem. Spaghetti, actually, yeah. it's actually about Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, MJ, yeah. not about a song. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, that might blow up my whole argument because I do like that song. It's yeah. a good song, man. It is. Yeah. Until I realize it has, like, no applicability to my life, so... <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Then, then it... I mean, it's fun to work out, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, sometimes that's all you need, right. man. Because the guitar lick is sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really the... It's, it's the beat. It's, it's still the, the beat. beat. Yep. And Mom's Spaghetti. Yep. And Mom's Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it's not actually about a song. Yeah. It's about Mom's Spaghetti. Right. <laughs> what about All Star... really really i learned it from you um all right well this podcast has thoroughly gone off the rails in the first 10 minutes we did that thing i hate where uh we don't do the premise of the show immediately yeah uh whatever deal with it breaking all the rules today yep yep Yep. Um, this is a podcast about movies, so let's talk about a TV show. 
Um, <laughs> and song goes on. Yeah. So uh, this is our semi-annual uh, Stranger Things episode. Our biannual. Is it every two years that they, <laughs> yeah, it's they been crank two one of these out? Okay. One, yeah. So <clears throat> yes, this is a show about movies, uh, even though we have talked n- not about movies at all, except for adaptation up to this point. Um, <laughs> and. Every season of Stranger Things, we don't consider, we're not one of these people who's like, Stranger Things is a movie because we decided it. <laughs> we just like the show. And yeah. so right. uh, we get, that's our podcast and we can do, we do what we want. So <laughs> um, we're, we're going to talk about season, season three of Stranger Things, um, which came out at, on the 4th of July this year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got around to watching it this last weekend. Uh, it's been a weird summer and also... I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, we. It's this has been a real like, flippant podcast, and I yeah. kind of like it. But it, it's also like there's nothing really out. Well, I guess there's Ready or Not, but yeah. I, my, there's nothing really out. <laughs> yeah, but my bank account got stolen. Today. Did you like it? I did. I man, I, that ended up being once I saw the trailer for it. It was one of my most anticipated movies of the summer, yeah. and we were gonna see it, and then my bank account got stolen. Oh, no. So yeah, yikes, yeah. It's fine now, but yeah, we got we got all our money stolen. Oh, we have God. it back now, okay. which is good. Yeah. Uh, but this weekend we just like couldn't do anything, right. oh, <laughs> so we didn't get we didn't get a chance to see it. But I I'm kind of prioritizing it for the Labor Day holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. I really 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 want to see that movie a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> I was told that it's like Sam Raimi directed Game Night. I was saying there's so much Sam Raimi-ness in it. Like, there's even goats okay. at one point I thought the goat was going to talk, like, in Drag Me to Hell. Oh my gosh, that's it's... one of my favorite things in all of movies. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it was good. All right, okay. I'm, like more, I'm more interested now. Okay. okay. Hugo um, Weaving's daughter, niece, whatever, she was great. What? The Hugo Weaving's daughter, or niece, or whoever That Margot Robbie-looking chick? Yes! She's... She's a Weaving. Yeah, I know her name is, like, Samara Weaving or whatever. She's somehow related to him. I forget what it is, though. But she was great. All right. That blew my mind. But, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Anyway, didn't get a chance to see that. Stolen money. Also, we always do a Stranger Things episode. So uh, we finally, finally now at the end of summer have the opportunity to talk about it. And uh, so this season picks up, is it two years after the second season? I don't think so. I think it's like a year. A year? Yeah, I don't think it was 84. Long. It picks up the summer of 1984, a few mm-hmm. days before um, the 4th of July. Right. Because it came out on 4th of July. Also, the season has some Jaws elements in it. And uh, the kids are making out now. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So this 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 season is the horny season of Stranger Things. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that first episode is a lot of people are coupling off, including the adults. So yeah, that's true. And like all the older ladies lusting after Billy. Like yeah. I was just like, this season is horny. <laughs> um, so anyway, it is about you know the kids getting older and right. discovering the opposite gender and wanting to be in relationships. And Will kind of not really having an interest in that. Um, so that's like the the, the, the inter-friendship drama stuff mm-hmm. is like just having to grow up and maybe like either leaning into it or maybe not wanting to right. accept it or trying to find a balance between like, oh, I am attracted to people now, but that doesn't mean that is my identity sure. now. Um, <clears throat> so that's the, the, the human element of it with the kids. 
And then, uh, and just kind of like drifting apart as you grow up, Dustin comes back from summer camp, so he feels like he missed a lot over mm-hmm. the summer. Um, Steve's out of high school now, and he's dealing with getting a job, and uh, <clears throat> just kind of like leaving behind the glory days of high school that he's now starting to realize maybe weren't exactly right. the glory days, and like he was just kind of like essentially an object in high school like the the hair Mm -hmm. um and then you have hopper and joyce who are dealing with their ptsd from everything that's happened obviously Mm -hmm. joyce has recently lost her boyfriend um played by sean astin in the previous season um so that's all the human stuff kind of spread out in a very large scale and then the supernatural stuff is that uh the russians are in hawkins now yeah they are and they have built this mall (laughs) to hide an underground Russian base Mm -hmm. where they are now trying to open up uh, the alternate dimension that uh, the the Demogorgon monsters come through. Mm -hmm. Um, Thus what happens is they are reestablishing a connection between this alternate dimension and our dimension, and our dimension has a dormant uh, creature that they refer to as the Mind Flayer, mm-hmm. um, which is a dun- another Dungeons and Dragons reference. Um, but the the Mind Flayer is fine and technically safe here as long as the gate to the other dimension is not opened, right. which the Russians are trying to open. And so as they make more and more progress towards opening the gate, the Mind Flayer gets more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Uh, it now is exhibiting powers of essentially invasion of the body snatchers type yeah. level stuff. Yeah. So making clones of people and having the clones do its bidding. Um, oh, it's not the clones, right? They're the actual Well, people. yeah, it's yeah. the people. It's possessing people. Right, yeah. Right. Which is what happened to Will in the last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more powerful at doing right. that. Yeah. And for, and for some reason. Turning them into goop. Yeah. Yeah, it's... They're collectively one big goop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like a Borg goop. Yeah. Um... So that's the supernatural element they're dealing with is the 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 re-strengthened mind flayer on top of this the PTSD of the previous two summers and like trying to move on with their lives and like getting older and stuff. So what did you guys think about Stranger Things season three? Missy, we'll start with you. Okay. Um it was it was okay. I feel like I say that about so many things that I come on here <laughs> for. Um I mean, there were there were moments that I really enjoyed, but overall, I was left wanting. I was left a little disappointed, especially for as hyped up as it's been. But I feel like that's been where Stranger Things has been going as it gets more popular. It's just, eh, I don't know. It was mm. it was fine. I mean, I say that, and yet I binged it all in probably one or two days. So, eh, it, it was entertaining, but not my favorite season. I agree. I think it was the worst season of the three so far. And I was telling both of you this before. I think I would still watch, you know, diminished stranger things over a lot of other things because right. it's still unique and different. Um, but I do think that as the series goes on, it's becoming more flanderized, which I don't know if we've introduced this concept before, but it's so. like a TV tropes.com like concept or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's, you take like characters and over the course of several seasons they're like once kind of distinctive traits become their only traits and yeah. they become like exaggerated traits oh Dwight or any character from the office yeah, yeah basically right you know just the further you go it just the more they become like just kind of props or like lazy joke type characters mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happened to a lot of the cast this season hmm. I think that we're seeing that 
a lot of these characters are a little threadbare as, as characters, like what their traits are and what their wants and desires are. I mean, the boys are all pretty indistinguishable from each other, with the exception yeah. of maybe Dustin. And yeah. Will. And, and, yeah, and sure. Will a little bit. Um, but, you know, especially Mike and Lucas were just background noise this entire season, yeah. um, which was weird. And they just don't have a lot of plot potential. And you just saw a lot of stalling. Like, I think that... I think it's getting a little played out, <laughs> unfortunately. And so I was a little tired of it by the time it was over. Um, the ending was good. I felt like... Okay, I felt like the first couple episodes were building up to something. The Billy confrontation and the sauna was good. Yeah. yeah. And then it drops off, like, hard yeah, for a couple episodes. And then the mm-hmm. ending, I think, kind of rescued it. But I still think it was a weak season. I actually agree with you. I think you might have liked it more than either one of us <laughs> it's, it's like yeah um but i actually thought from the billy confrontation through the end was stronger than the first half interesting um it's 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 really frustrating because there are good ideas in mm-hmm. it i right. think um but i think you're also seeing in maybe more of a meta context some wanderlust from a lot of the people involved yeah mm-hmm we need to really consider how popular this show is. Like, it is a phenomenon. Sure. Right. That was, it was like this grassroots thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the the most comments of, like, a pop culture thing I've gotten maybe ever is about Stranger Things. Because I posted about it, like, maybe once on social media. And I've had, like, a lot of people tell me, I started watching this show because you posted about it. I would have never heard about it otherwise. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. And I started watching it because of tweets that I saw. Right. Um, so, it, but it, that first season just, like, caught on, like, wildfire through yeah. word of mouth. It was mm-hmm. one of the biggest word of mouth hits of the decade, yeah. I would say, for anything. Um, and then season two happened, and that was pretty well received. That's that's my favorite season. Yeah, mine too. Which, um, which makes us kind of in the minority of people. Yeah, yeah. which I think is interesting because that season's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but what happened between season two and three is all these people, not just the kids, started to pop. Yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. You know, I, I mean, David Harbor. Mm-hmm. People love that guy because he's super well cast. Oh, it's yeah. a testament to how well this show is cast, sure. right? Because yeah. when this show is at its best, like these characters just like fly off the screen, mm-hmm. and they feel like people you know. Mm-hmm. They feel like people you want to hang out with. They feel like people that you want to be. Yeah. Um. All at the same time, and like every any time that the characters feel like that. The show is incredible. Sure. Um, and I think as a result, we want to see those people in more things. Yeah. Um, so then we start to see Millie Bobby Brown and like Godzilla mm-hmm. and she's in something else this last year too. She's all over social media. She's yeah. huge. Yeah. So is Finn Wolf. Finn Wolfhard. All these it, kids right? are in freaking yeah. bands now. And then, <laughs> yeah, he was in It. Um, and then, like, Dustin is, uh, what's his name? Gaten Matazaro, Matarazzo. He is, uh, he's in a band, but he's, he's a theater kid, so he's, he's done, like, Broadway in the off season, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. And so, you kind of start to see these people wanting to branch out and do more stuff. Like, like I said, even David Harbour, like, he did Hellboy in between this. That didn't work out too hot, um, but pun not intended about him being from hell. But he he did it, and I remember when he got cast, I was like, 
it's real stupid to make a Hellboy movie without Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And I'm not even that precious about the Hellboy movies. Mm-hmm. But, like, the guy said he wanted to make a third one. Just let him make it if you're going to make one. Like... Also, he won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple times. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it didn't make sense, but I was like, you know what? I like David Harbour. Sure. Maybe I'll see it. Then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, I'm not touching that movie. <laughs> uh, and no one else did either. Yeah. Um, but it did. It was enough for me to be like, that's stupid that they're not doing Hellboy 3 with Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, it's David Harbour. And I was like, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only feasible replacement. It makes sense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Steve found kind of meme life, not just as dad Steve from right. season two, but of like Ben Schwartz's <laughs> doppelganger mm. and all this. And so you saw these people that become part of the zeitgeist. And as a result, they want to work on different stuff because they're creatives. And so in this, I think you really see the um, repercussions of that on Stranger Things. Mm. Um, the gangs kind of split up. A lot yeah. this whole season. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I think it's because... So last season you had the issue of Mike kind of fading into the background mm-hmm. because he was filming It, Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then this season he's more in the foreground because Eleven is out filming Godzilla. Right. David Harbour's out filming Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gaten Maserato, Mar- Matazaro, what's his last name? I saw that. Right. Mozzarella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mutarel. Uh he uh, he's like in a band that's touring actually um, as the lead singer so like they're just like they have different stuff they want to work right. on yeah. well, and there's definitely precedent for this in a Netflix show because when Arrested Development came back yeah. they went sure. had that kind of split up season where everyone was off yeah. doing their own thing because yep. they, they all had their own Hollywood careers and they couldn't yeah. get them together in one place yeah. yeah so I definitely feel like you can sense that with this season as well mm-hmm. yes um, so that's frustrating that that sort of extra extra textual element mm. is invading yeah. the show so much. Right. I think that's the biggest frustration I had with the show. Mm. Um, now, in that, I also felt that a little bit from the Duffer Brothers this season, too. Um, it doesn't seem like they were more hands-off. It seems like that they really want to channel this heat into something else. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. You know, they, I mean, they're the brains behind this operation, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um they're the ones who this is this is their baby start to finish right and you know i'm sure the offers they have on the table are immense mm. and all from disney <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's got to be i mean there's got to be a lot of turmoil in them of like i'm sure Disney is like, do a Marvel, do one of the shows right. on Disney Plus, do one of the Star Wars shows. I would love to see them do one of the Star Wars shows. I think they mm-hmm. would be, they are so well suited to do one of those shows. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there might be a little turmoil of like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And these are absolutely the worlds we want to live and create in. Right. But Netflix like gave us a chance. Like the only reason these are on the table is because of Netflix. And I don't know if they have any sort of overall deal with Netflix of like they're I, I know they're locked into a season four, yeah. but I don't know if they're locked into like you have to do your other projects in house too. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. I haven't I heard anything so, about no. it, and yeah. I feel like I would have at this point. Sure. But it does feel like they're kind of like, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and also I think Netflix has this pressure, which is. 
they don't want the cash cow to end, right. especially with Disney Plus on the horizon. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, them being aggressive with their pricing against them. Mm-hmm. This is their biggest hit. Yeah, and, and like you kind of sense this spinning its wheels type thing going on with this series. With like, with the less they go and deliver answers for what's really going on. I mean, right. we're, we're three seasons into this. We should probably know a little bit more about <laughs> what the upside down is, sure. like, right. and what the mind flare really wants to achieve. Yeah, and. We aren't, which mm-hmm. I feel like is just the definition of them stalling for time. Right. All that to be said, when this show is good, it's still as right. good yeah. as Stranger Things has ever been. Yeah. When this this season is good, it's I mean it's on all cylinders. There's every time there are just two characters talking, it's the best stuff in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joyce and Hopper yes. have an excellent scene in the lab, mm-hmm. the the old lab where Sean Astin's character Bob died in the last season that's kind of like explaining their PTSD Mm -hmm. um, and and just kind of like how they're trying to live a normal life for their kids Um, you know especially like Hopper because his kid was is directly involved with all of this and so I mean so was Joyce's Mm -hmm. um, with Will being caught on the upside down and then possessed by the mind flayer so that scene's incredible Uh, the scene everyone talks about the bathroom scene between Robin and Steve some of the best acting in the show oh, yeah. in oh, all yeah. three seasons. Definitely. That scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's scenes there's a scene be- there's scenes between Mike and Elle that are really good. Yeah. The scene of them in the grocery store after she gets bitten and he's like mm-hmm. stumbling over whether or not to say I love you to her. That scene's really 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 great. Yeah. Um, anytime the characters are paired off, it's some of the best stuff they've they've yeah. done in all three seasons. Um, well, plus the whole like. Scoops Ahoy gang is pretty strong. Yeah. Like, in yeah. general. Yeah. Yes. Luke's sister mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, all the... Well, we, we talked about this a little bit the other day. All the new characters are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you they, know. They're much better conceived, I think, than yeah. some of the original characters. Sure. Or yep. the original characters have just been so played out. Like, their story arcs yeah. have come to a conclusion, and the only reason why they're really still around is... Because of fan demand, you yeah. know, right. and contracts, people, right? right. And contracts, yeah. but you, they know that people would be pissed yeah. if they left the show. Yeah, and like Robin is one of the best characters on TV right now. I think mm-hmm. she's awesome. Yeah, uh, Lucas's sister is like one of a great comic relief character, oh, yeah. especially mm-hmm. for a show with this type of tone. Right, Dustin uh, and Steve are still awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah like seeing them sure. interact is still they still have incredible chemistry. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Even the like. The, Dustin's like weird girlfriend that has one yes. scene. <laughs> I liked that scene. Man. I, mm, I thought it was, I thought it, it was cute. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> People were pissed about that. It was weird. It's yeah, really it was. divisive. But, yeah. Well, because my problem with that, and this is like one of my other big problems with this season, is if you took that scene and compared it to like the first episode of the first season, sure. The, so, like the series tone has changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's it is slid into the goofy territory. Yeah. A little too far for me. Um and I feel like that's one of those things where it's either Netflix or it's the producers or maybe the, maybe the Duffer brothers really do think that this is like what people want. But mm-hmm. I think there's a little too much catering towards what people want mm-hmm. with this season especially. Like they've, yeah. they've internalized a lot of the memes and discussions that have happened around these shows and they're catering to it with you have, you have the Dustin and Steve dynamic coming mm-hmm. back after mm-hmm. everyone was so positive re- receiving that before. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying like you can't go and like respond to what people respond to. That's sure. I mean, that'd be stupid not to. But right. there's a lot of like kind of lean into the meme aspect of the show, I feel like. Yeah. This I mean, he even called himself Daddy Steve in the last Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. just a little too much like self-acknowledgement and self-awareness yeah. with it that it goes too far with me. Mm-hmm. And, and it just became goofier and, and like... 
a little less serious. Like they weren't cracking jokes all the time the first season. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. almost too dour, which is the reason why I think the second season's better. But right. they, I think they went too far in the other direction. They did the Thor Ragnarok. Because <laughs> yeah. not quite. I don't it, think they went as far as Thor Ragnarok, right. though. But but like I mean, we have entire scenes with like Hopper and Joyce, just them yelling. And like yeah. this is where I'm going to get at, which is that I don't think the Duffer Brothers are actually particularly good at the comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that they think that like people yelling shit at the top of their lungs yep. and repeating stuff over and over again while yelling is hilarious mm-hmm. and you have like scenes where people are just yelling at each other yeah. all the time and like that's supposed to be funny and it became obnoxious after a certain point it did like you, that's one yeah Hopper's uh, Hopper's real frustrating this season mm-hmm. um, because I think there's actually a seed of a good idea in where his character's at particularly with where his character ends up sure um, but it's not particularly well explained I think it is all stem. I think the idea they wanted to get across is that all of this angry Hopper stuff is is a little bit the PTSD he's suffering, a little bit L growing up and sure. him having to deal with that, and a lot of bit Joyce moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but he only gets one scene in eight hours to talk about that? Yeah. Ugh, not a great look. Like, that's and a bad that, storytelling. And it happens at the very end, too. So, yeah. like, you've been No, it's fresh... right in the middle. Oh, that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the yeah. conversation with him and Joyce. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Then he gets the very, very, very end. Right. Yeah. 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 But to me, like, it wasn't enough to go and justify the behavior beforehand. Because he was right. acting, like, ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think you could do that. Yeah. But they just didn't do enough groundwork. Right. Sure. And one of my favorite things about this show is the groundwork mm-hmm. because all of these seasons have taken about half the season to get going mm-hmm. right this one also takes about half the season to get going but it's just like wasting it yeah. and like I don't there's like the 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 times it takes to set stuff up is good and once it starts paying off especially in the last episode is actually really good and I ended up appreciating a lot more of the first half of the season mm-hmm. once I found out where it was going mm-hmm. sure um but only with the plot, not necessarily with the characters. Okay. Um, the characters I still felt were really underdeveloped this season. Yeah. And the that's kind of fine when you have them all together because they're an ensemble. And we've talked about this before of like ensembles aren't supposed to have good characters mm-hmm. as far as individuals. They're supposed to work as a team. Sure. Like an ensemble is supposed to be like, I like this group of people together right and i still like this group of people together but you're trying to separate them off and give them identities but you're not doing a good job at it right and so it i mean it's it's sort of to a lesser degree the hobbs and shaw problem right Mm -hmm. where it's like oh these these aren't people these are traits yeah Mm -hmm. and only one of them Mm -hmm. yeah okay (laughs) um but you're even taking like like Mike, who was the main character of season one, and yeah. you're refocusing it on him, and all he's doing is complaining about how sad he is over L. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad direction to take your teenage character who's experiencing his first love. Sure. But the way they do it is just like so one note. Yeah, yeah it really is. Exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't really go anywhere until like he just has its final revelation of like, oh yeah, she treated her like a person or whatever. You know, right. I don't even know what the revelation was. Like right. not be so possessive over her, I guess. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't really go and develop it that much other than just, like, character turn. <laughs> right. Well, and it's, it's, the idea is, like, teenagers are bad at romance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? You can't go a season around that, but they try. So. Yeah. 
I mean, John Hughes built movies around it, but it's an hour and a half and you're done. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's also like what you were saying with it being really jokey. It's, I think it's really frustrating because it's juxtaposed with them still trying to be Stranger Things. So we still yeah. have like these serious undertones, this cool sci-fi stuff, but then it's like, like fart jokes off to the side. These kids are bad at relationships. And it's, it's just a weird juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People like literally just exploded into goop and became part of a giant monster. And then it's like, ah, blah, blah, we're yelling at each other. Isn't this funny? And it was like, come on, guys. The Russian likes Slurpees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did not like the Russian scientist guy. I never really made memes about him, but just yeah. didn't care for him. Um, Billy is awesome this season. Mm. Yeah. He's the best character this season, I think. Maybe Robin. It's a tie. I think. Yeah. Billy gets Not the best the main arc. Cast, though. Yeah. yeah, Billy gets the best arc this season by yeah. far. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, which is cool because he was a fan favorite in season two. Yes, and uh, I feel like he got heavily criticized for being kind of like a nothing character in season two. Really? Like, yeah. I everything I read was always like, why was this guy in it? It's like he just mm-hmm. like kind of shows up and is like a jerk face and a racist, yeah. and then he like disappears. And I was like. Well, what, why did they bring him on? I know? guess that's true. I did read some takes that were like, okay, he's just like, because Steve isn't an a-hole anymore. Right, so we need, oh, like, so we need a yeah. new, like, mm-hmm. hot guy bully. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they do great things within this season. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. He's like, so good. That dude's such a good actor. He right? is. He really is. Uh, also, uh, not, I mean, nothing to do with the character necessarily, but dude's British. And huh. In two seasons of television, I have not heard him drop his accent no. once, and I have an ear for that. Like yeah. that is that is my movie watching superpower is hearing people drop their your, their, your pet their peeve, just like I hate songs about songs. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it, it really bothers me. Like Sam Worthington, that's why I don't like him. <laughs> uh, um, no, he's really good. Yeah, and that's the reason why after they have like the sauna confrontation, like they know who he is and they, right. they know he's bad, and so he therefore has to hide. For like a couple episodes, which like kind of killed it for me for a while, like in the next two episodes, right? You didn't have him like being an antagonist anymore, mm. right? And you also get that's the most explanation you get about the way the mind flare and the upside down works yeah. is yeah. it exploits your trauma, mm-hmm. um, and so with Billy and say, hey, like I basically tell me your story, mm-hmm. and it's it's Billy surfing with his mom and having happy memories, and yeah. then the storm brewing on the side is. Their mom, does she die or does she leave? She left. And then them having to deal with their abusive dad. Right. That kind of broke Billy. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, And then his ultimate resolution through that is like, because you know how easy it would be to know that they have something good with Billy on their hands Mm -hmm. and want to milk that into season four? It would be so easy to do that. And I think you could probably do it. But I really was like, I'm so glad that they're, putting the overall story over the fact that this guy will get viewers. Sure. Um, <laughs> lead into the opposite side of the coin. And then... The Russian died, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Russian yeah. guy died. I'm so glad they gave him a complete arc and they killed him <laughs> off. And, you know, just two for two there at the end. So, they... They do kill. the worst job ever at uh, making you think Hopper died. Yeah. Yeah. And for a split second, I thought they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. Because he is, I mean, talk about a fan favorite. Oh, sure. Like, he is arguably the fan favorite. Mm-hmm. 
And when I thought they were going to kill Hopper, I was like, I can't believe they're going to do this. Like, right. this is this is amazing. I, it's like two two really important great characters are going to die this season. Like, that's yeah. so crazy. And we know that they haven't. The, the Duffer brothers are not precious about that kind of stuff because they killed Bob in the last season and Bob was awesome. Yeah, and they killed Barb, man. They killed <laughs> Barb. Barb was whatever. Justice for Barb. I, just, I mean, she was fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really don't get that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it started well. off as a meme, but then somebody like actually made it, like took it seriously, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they start doing this thing where like they give Hopper and Joyce this moment where they finally like <clears throat> make plans to be on go on a date. And I remember hearing an interview with the Duffer brothers where they were basically like the show can't exist with the Byers family being happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I saw that, I was like, whoa, like you're taking this to the most extreme part that it could possibly go like that's a huge that's a game changer for this whole series like yeah. that's amazing and then uh he gets caught in the explosion mm. of of the, the 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 device that the russians were using to open the gate to the upside down we fade to black for six seconds and then we come back up to the explosion and we see a bunch of Russians get turned into goop. And then... But not him. Yeah. Not Hopper. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was immediately upset. Yeah. I was very, very frustrated. Yes. Um, well, then it goes and plays the emotional manipulation card by still right. having us kicking you two with the letter which so, is so yeah then we get the epilogue which is that L now it's three months later after after the 4th of July stuff which is the the battle of Starcourt Star Mall is what they call it in the show uh L's living with the buyers the buyers are moving right. somewhere and it's kind of the goodbyes of all these people and earlier in the season there's this thing where Hopper doesn't like that Elle and Mike are spending so much time together and mm -hmm. they're not following the rules of his house. And Hopper doesn't, like, he's too guarded from the loss of his own daughter and the stuff he's been through with Elle and the kids through these last two years to really, like, healthily talk to them about, like, hey guys, like, you know, I care about you both a mm -hmm. lot. Like, just please respect these boundaries that we have. And, you know, we have the rules for a reason. Um, and he just, like, is an anger. Right. <laughs> um, he just is an anger. And so they find the the speech that Joyce helped him write to have that conversation that he ultimately doesn't give to Mike. And they find this, like, heartfelt letter to Elle mm -hmm. written as an addendum to the speech that uh, Joyce helped him write. And we get, like, flashbacks of him writing it, and we hear him reading it in his own voice, and we see it's all set to, like, music and the kids saying goodbye and Elle reading it, and it's super effective. Mm -hmm. If you don't think about it. Right. Um, and, the you know, then the buyers and Elle move off, and, and everyone's crying, and um, we see, like, the kids go back to their homes and have to deal with this. And it's a perfect series finale 
Yeah. It's a wonderful series finale. It's mm-hmm. so like bittersweet and you feel like you've been through it with these characters yeah. and like they can finally like start the process of moving on whatever that looks like into whatever their lives are going to look like into adulthood. And it's so wonderful and great. But <laughs> we know season 4 is coming and that's why like it can't that's why it can't. Right. right? And so it's really frustrating because I was like, it would be so easy and good to end it here. Mm-hmm. And they won't because they can't. Because right. they've contractually all agreed to a season four. Well, it's not even a matter of you knowing it, like in terms of while you're listening to it. They go and follow it up with something that goes yeah. and undercuts it immediately by having the Russian base stuff. Yeah. Um, you saw it, right? I mean, you give me a look that says you didn't see it. <laughs> Is this after the credits this or something? post-credit scene. Yeah. Did not know uh, that. Oh. Never mind then. <laughs> There's a post-credit scene where they go and show the Russian base from the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. And uh, there's some talk from the Russian guards about, like, not bringing the American over to yeah. where this demigorgon that they have is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're implying that there's an American they have hostage. Which the only character days. they refer to as the American over the course of the entire season right. is Hopper. Right. Oh, Which I, actually, I actually, thought that was part of your frustration. Yeah. No, I'm oh. ready to rip oh. these headphones off. Of my, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, my actually, I speculate that it's actually a red mm. herring and it's actually like Elle's doctor dad yeah, yeah. or whatever who's the real one. That oh, have. Matthew Modine? Yes. Mm. But Hopper's still alive and just trapped in the upside down. And yeah. so, like, they're going to do a fake out next season and be like, oh, they're opening up the cell. Who's the American? And then right. it's Matthew Modine. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, and I guess Hopper really is dead. And so the third episode where it's like, they go to the upside down and then you see, like, this old badass, like, survivalist <laughs> Hopper in the He's upside got down. Patch. Right. Exactly. Like, ah! You know, and the like, fat Rambo thing. Right. Yeah. And then, like, it's like, oh, he actually did live. Like, sweet. And then I go, yeah. I'm going to tweet about it because I'm not, like, obsessed with Twitter because I'm, like, a, a slave to technology. Like that kind of move. So right. anyway, yeah. um, that's what I think is going to happen. But either way, like they just like deflated all the resonance from the ending like, sure. doubly yeah. by that. Okay, point. so I've been thinking about this. Why were we okay with what Infinity War did? I know some people weren't, and I have on this podcast called them dumb people, um, <laughs> and I stick by my comments about that. But, like, every, for the most part, everyone was fine with the way Infinity War did this. And everyone knew Endgame was going to undo all this. Mm-hmm. So, why were we okay with that? Um, I My personal thing is, and you know, obviously you guys have your own opinions. So, with Endgame, I don't know, it felt also planned out. It was, like, I don't know, it was more acceptable. Like, it was this long, beautiful story that I know they've been working on for forever. But with Stranger Things, it feels like... Like, fan service. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is something we'd already planned that Hopper was going to die and have some miraculous recovery like Jesus. It's like, oh, but people like him, so we got to bring him back. Like, it feels more shallow. Like, I don't I don't like it. It doesn't feel like there's as much artistry behind it or planning behind it, which to me is annoying. So that's my why I think that's more annoying with Stranger Things than with... I would argue there players. actually really isn't much of a difference. Um, yeah. I, I think that they're kind of the same. I think that both of them result from a reluctance to go and carry through on some of the story ideas that you go and have. Um, I think Marvel has a problem with pulling its punches, and I think this show has a problem with pulling its punches. Um, I think the big problem with a lot of the so-called scary scenes in this season is that I I know the kids aren't going to die now. Yeah, I feel like the first season, eh, conceivably, one of them could die at that point. And now I think they're too precious about their characters. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it kills a lot of tension now. Like, it's, it's yeah. just they're killing time whenever they're running away from something because you know none of them are actually going to die. Yeah. The first scene of episode eight, mm. I knew Elle wasn't going to die. Right. But that ish was gross. Oh, and it was awesome. It's really good yeah. body horror. Right. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. you just know that, like, they're not going to kill off Millie Bobby Brown. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. that's the problem. The show now. And yeah. I, don't, I don't, I didn't. I didn't love it in Endgame, to be honest with you. Like, I agreed with your argument. Um, that's why I didn't go and debate it. Right. But I still kind of didn't like the idea that, like, like this is the, like, you're going to really kill off half the universe. Like, because mm-hmm. you know that when they go and make a decision like that, you can't go and have that be the status quo for <laughs> yeah. the rest of the Marvel yeah. series. Like, yeah. right. you could have had, like, some a little lower stakes to happen. <laughs> right. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing here. Um, my, so what I was thinking about it is infinity war and the first uh, two thirds of Endgame basically exist in a space where these people don't have any closure mm-hmm. yeah. and stranger things gives people closure mm-hmm. and you know that they are gonna undo that in season four because you know season four is coming Right. Infinity War is about the search for that closure or the search to reverse this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where you know, you know in the moment in Infinity War that these deaths, these disappearances mean something to these characters. Yeah. And so you kind of empathize with them. But you also know that these characters are going to then work to undo this. Mm-hmm. You don't know that about these Stranger Things characters, because they're not superheroes, except well, for but, but like, let's say it gets revealed that season four is like the search for Hopper for like right. three or four episodes, yeah, right. right? I mean, would that make you suddenly feel different about it? No, because this show still goes and gives them closure by having the buyers move away yeah. and having him read the letter mm-hmm. and having Elle crying over it and having Mike have this healthy relationship with Elle where yeah. it's like, hey, maybe you can come for Thanksgiving. So the Your difference is, is that like, if any war, it's a cliffhanger, kind of. And then this, it was like, well, and then things move on, and like they're treating it like he died. They're trying, like, they're actually mining the emotional, like, impact of he died. And, yeah. Like, playing, playing upon your sympathy about mm-hmm. it. And when you know in your head that, like, this is all going to be nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's, it's, but it's not, it doesn't exist in the grief period either. Mm, Whereas, right. like, in Infinity, or in the beginning of Endgame, which is the best hour of Endgame, right. is these people grieving this right. and, like, trying to figure out if they should move on, what, like, mm-hmm. just kind of living in the melancholy that comes with something like this happen. Yeah. You don't have that in Stranger Things. You yeah. have people just being like, well, this sucks, but I'm moving on because right. it's what Hopper would have wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. Um in Endgame, you see them dealing with their anxieties and depression and things yeah. about this. So it's willing to live in that space a lot more than this one. Sure. But, okay, let's say, like, a couple episodes of Stranger Things, like the first episode, you see, you see like, Eleven be sad because of Hopper being dead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, like, dealing with her. And everyone's kind of, like, uh, feeling kind of goofy about it and feeling sad in their own different ways. You... You, would you not? Would you still feel the same about this then? Because I still, I could see how conceivably the first couple episodes deal with that still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think I get what you're saying because I remember mm-hmm. it when I first heard people complain after Avengers, like you knew they were going to come back. It's like yeah, but the characters don't, and so that's mm-hmm. what like you're saying, like the whole thing was predicated on that and us getting to experience and see that sadness and that right. with them. But you don't, like you say, you don't get that with Stranger Things because it's like 
he's dead, we're sad, wham, wham, that's it. But then, like, we all know, like, we're not going to get that beautiful... I don't know. Like, I get how they're different. Like, there's a felicitous inconsistency there. Like, yeah. it's... It, well, it, like I said, it's just, like, these characters in it, Infinity War are just like, oh, we have to fix this. Yeah. And the characters in Stranger Things are like, this is what happened. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, I, I'm not seeing a difference. Honestly. Unless there's going to be like some. Because like, I can see how next season is like they find out that he's alive and then they go out and try to find him. So Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, because in Infinity War, you didn't know that they were going to try to fix it. It literally ended with, like, oh my God. And that was it. So, right. like, yeah. you knew from the marketing and sure. the fact that it was going to be in the movie that they were going to try to fix it. But right. within the movie itself, it treated it like it was final, too. Right. Um, you know, you just didn't have like an extended epilogue of somebody actually talking over it. So mm. I'm, I don't know. I'm not seeing a difference. I mean, to go and take something kind of different. I mean, you don't feel as strongly about this as maybe I do, but you liked the Wrath of Khan when you saw it, right? Yeah. Spock goes and dies in that one. Right. And then, and then the it basically teases, the... well, and teases yeah. at the very end of it mm-hmm. that he like got shot to the planet where life is getting reborn mm-hmm. and then he's brought back in the next one. I don't feel like that goes and changes the fact that I feel like the second one was a good movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think I think at the end of the day, what's really going on here is that we just liked Infinity War, <laughs> like, yeah. and, and we didn't like Stranger Things, like, overall. And But I did like that scene in Stranger Things if <laughs> yeah. it's the series finale. Right. What I don't like about Stranger Things is that it feels like a series finale and somehow, like, now we gotta undo all this stuff yeah. to get to, like, Infinity, and I think that's the thing is, and I, well, I guess the argument but, 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 Stranger then, Things is also yeah. um, going to be the end of like Infinity War and Endgame. We're like, this is a story. This is one story, and like Stranger Things is all one story yeah. too, obviously. And we know there's going to be at mm-hmm. least a fourth season. Yeah. But there's just something about the, the like you said, the cliffhanger nature of it. Yeah. Whereas there's like a finality to this. Like them moving is a big deal. Yeah. Well, I think it's because they asked you to go and like cry over this person, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're a little bit insulted because you're like, I'm yeah. not gonna waste my emotion on this guy who's obviously alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Which and I, I think... felt at the end. I was just like, it's gonna get. Yeah. Really I good. I didn't get too torn up over it because I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. They didn't go and show his body get disintegrated, so I know he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did because dead dad thing. But yeah. like after I was over that and thought about it for three seconds, I was like, that's stupid. Like yeah. you know, and even Kristen was like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. during that. Well, I mean, I think that's a big whiff, man. Like yeah, yeah absolutely. You see that? I cry at everything, and I right. didn't cry at it. <laughs> yeah, well, in Infinity War, you you don't end on that. You end on the like what? Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's what right. happens. That's, in- that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more just like the. The choice of how to end it, where it was yeah. like, yeah. okay, there's obviously going to be a, a part two, sure. and while yeah. Stranger Things might also be considered one story, it also had like a conclusive ending to this season in a way. Yeah. In, Infinity War wasn't this, yeah. like yeah. doing. Yeah, so. Infinity War ends on the shock. Yeah. yeah. Stranger Things three ends on the closure. Right. Yeah. Of that. So of it's like just personal preference, because yeah, I like yeah. Infinity War better too, and it ends on that kind of because yeah. we're all like. What the just happened. Yeah. 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 And but like Stranger Things is like there's like that the healing begin yeah. is yeah. what it is. And then um Endgame is like we're not ready to heal without a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- at least until we kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. And then okay, but now what? Right. You know, there, there's there, there's always this like n- there's this now what quality about Endgame yeah. that doesn't happen in Stranger Things. There's not like we see the what. We don't see the now what. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I I still just think it's kind of like a marginal difference, though. I, I just think it comes down to 
was was one like exploiting how you felt and then i think maybe also uh knowing infinity war and endgame are an adaptation yeah Mm. it's like well this they're just yeah this is what happens in the book right (laughs) you know and like stranger things is like you could just end this well and infinity war is one of those things where you knew the sequel was coming a year from now versus stranger things now they're kind of going to like a one and a half or two year type schedule yeah, where it's yeah. like now we have to go and wait two years to go and find out the hopper's alive <laughs> like yeah. you know come on guys like yeah why did you end it like that like because now you know it's gonna be like the thrust of like the next season probably yeah, at least and, the first half of next right, season for sure you know so um yeah i i kind of get what you're saying but i also don't think it's like that big of a difference so mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. there's just like i am it is so much more under my skin that yeah. the hopper is going to come yeah. back than like black panther right you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just think in general, it didn't nail the ending quite the way that the last two did, right. the last two seasons. Yeah, but the everything up until that point is pretty cool. Yeah, mm. it's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the last episode is really good. Yep, everyone the, like teaming together to go beat the mind flare was sweet. Yeah, one thing I didn't like was Dustin is like, man, I really could have used you guys in that underground Russian base, and the rest of the boys were like, yeah, we could have used you too, man. Well, I'm gonna go on the hilltop with the exact same people right. now, yeah. and the rest, the exact same people here are gonna go underground to the base yeah. again, yeah. and then the exact same, and it's like they uh, they split right back yeah, up again, immediately, like seconds yeah. later, and I was like, all right, no. cool guys. No, you definitely felt like there was that that issue, that siloing off of characters again yeah. happening, and it just. It, like I mean, at the very least, have them all together for the end. Yeah, right? you know, it's yeah. just I didn't like that either. We you know who we haven't talked about at all in this is like Nancy. And I was thinking Jonathan. that too, and I was thinking because it was bleh. yeah. Oh so my god! Doesn't gosh. matter. They have this, so they're interning at the paper, and like all these dudes are being sexist to Nancy until she kills Jake Busey, and then that's the end. <laughs> that's that, her that, story. Right, that's, season. Yeah, uh, we overcame sexism so by killing lame. the body snatchers but it's also like not they have nothing to do anymore on this I, show it occurred to me halfway through the podcast we hadn't talked about them i was like we might go this whole thing and never bring yeah them up. and I, no one would care or know because no. they're so uh, i mean like they were great like the first season yeah they but were. literally yes. right they, they've been wasting time i think yeah. ever since then maybe yeah. Maybe ever since they like slept together in the second season. That was yeah, because kind of, I like that was the, the initial podcast, yeah. podcast conspiracy yeah. conspiracy guy stuff. Yeah, uh, in in season two, right? Um, he, I think he that guy got played out. By yeah, he season, oh, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, um, I, honestly, the Joyce Hopper Russian guy conspiracy theorist plot thread was the worst. I think like, I would even take like the nothing <laughs> yeah. of Nancy and Jonathan <laughs> mm-hmm. over just like the constant yelling and bickering and attempts at comic relief, quote unquote, from them. I just couldn't take it after a while. Yeah. Especially binging it. I just, maybe that was part of it too. Uh, yeah. It was just like, it was just so much of that, mm-hmm. like constantly. The jokes yeah. get stale when you have to see them over and over. Right. And the same. Yeah. You know. Uh, the monster's freaking dope in this one. No, yeah. The yeah. Mind Flayer looks great. awesome. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah, like, f- physical version of the Mind Flayer mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Um, but he... My problem is that he's kind of the big bad of the whole series, right? Right. Well, mm-hmm. Especially the one, the version that exists in the Upside. You know? mm-hmm. And then the one that you're seeing developing in the real world, it's cool and intimidating until it is, it is incapable of like killing anyone because everyone yeah. has plot armor. You know, right. which gets yeah. back to my, my other problem 
which mm-hmm. is just you just know the kids aren't going to die. Right. Right. You know, I was making more of a an ironic game out of calling out the references this season than mm. I have before. Mm. Did they feel lazier to you guys about it? Um, well, you know, the first episode especially had this, like, so many needle drop, like, kind of moments. Mm-hmm. The uh, whole season. You know, I mean, the whole season did, but yeah. it, it was, like, just all the time. I felt like in the first episode especially, mm-hmm. where it was just like, man, we got this big budget now. We're going to license all these songs. Let's go. Um, yeah. But in regards to some other stuff, e- it didn't bother me too much, but I can see why or where you're going with it. I, I honestly, so it's been a while since I've seen it, so sure. I don't remember them as clearly. I was I was rewatching some of them a few days ago to try to get refreshed with it. I mean, there, I think lazy is a good word for it. Um, yeah, I like because I remember seeing like the Ghostbusters one for season two, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, like, when they have that. Like, I don't mind that stuff, but it's, it's, yeah, it felt a little, um, Captain Marvel-y, like, with the little 90s stuff, which I didn't like. I just, I don't know. It, it did, it felt lazier. It wasn't as, um, pointed and planned. It was just kind of like, like you said, like, we have the money to throw this shit in here. So right. Yeah. Now, now here's all the big brands, you know, the Gap Store, yeah. and, you know, all yeah. the stuff. I get it. It's Orange a mall. Julius. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. See, the mall stuff I was fine with because it's a mall. Right. Like, no. that, that was, I was talking more like. Oh, that guy's the Terminator. Oh, um, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hopper's dressed like Magnum. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they're doing like a Miami Vice thing with him. Oh, a character called Hopper Fat Rambo, and then he shot dudes with a machine gun like how Rambo did in Rambo First Blood. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah, there was a lot more of that. It, it's just like, oh, there's a bunch of glass. Oh, there's bare feet on the... It's Die Hard. Oh, Billy's wearing the Die Hard costume now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. one of the things I liked was how obfuscated those influences yeah. were in right. the first two seasons. And now you're just doing like a... You know, even down to like the Carrie Elwes like mayor thing of where he's like, you know, we can't close the mall beach on the 4th of July. Then mm. it's like, God, God. Yeah, it it was very much like straight lifting instead of just kind of like putting it in a blender and mixing it. Like to the point where I was like, why why did you do an arachnophobia reference at the beginning of the eighth episode? Mm -hmm. Like when the the goo is crawling away and like Hopper steps on it. And I was like, what? Yeah. Now we're just doing movies that you like? Because that shit came out in 1991. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair, 1991 was permission extension of the 80s, yeah. but... Sure. <laughs> but, like... And, no, and, I know. Yeah. You know, and you kind of get the overarching... Like you said, the Ghostbusters thing mm-hmm. in season two is a through line, but it's real subtle. Right. Um, well, it's also, like, they're boys and they're probably going to be into yeah. entertainment. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And, you know, there's... It's not, it's not about how, like, the Terminator guy is watching a Terminator movie yeah. and dressing up as him. It's just like... Yeah. This is, like, literally the Terminator, you yeah. know, in Stranger Things, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, like... Like, I didn't like when the boys were talking about the thing versus the thing. Um, mm. Because nobody's seen the thing that came from outer space. No. Yeah. Nobody's seen that movie. And I... One of the big criticisms that I saw from people who didn't like season one, which I didn't agree with, is like, well, why would the boys have a poster of the thing on their wall? Yeah, because it wasn't wasn't a hit when it came out. And also, it came out like a year after when the show takes place in season one. And it's like, 
that's your problem with this show. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's your big lapse, really. Yeah. Like, you're just nitpicking. Yeah. For this, so I'm fine with them liking the thing, the carpenter thing. Right. Um, it's my problem is like having seen the original. It's like mm. no, you. Did, no one's seen that. Well, and like that, and then also like the new Coke argument. Which yeah. Is, like, yeah. I like the idea behind that, but like to have like an extended conversation about that, like you yeah. could have just had like a shower, someone's just like sipping on it, and they're like, you really like that stuff? And it's like, yeah, I like the taste. And like, that's just it. Yeah. You know? like, then, well, but Coca-Cola threw a ton of money Right, that. which is where I was going with it with like the brand stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was too much of that. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's Too much of the stuff not in the mall. Yeah. yeah, when they weren't in the mall, it was fine. Well, I mean, I guess the grocery store that they're at is in the mall, which yeah, kind of no, 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 was it a different? I, I think it's no. different. I think, yeah, I think it's different. Okay, yeah, um, but like the the storefronts in the mall that we didn't yeah. see, like mm-hmm. the like the gap is in darkness. It just looks right. like a clothing store, yeah. and it's like, well, yeah, it's the mall in the eighties. They would have a gap, yeah, mm-hmm. um, or even the Orange Julius thing. Like they mm-hmm. they weren't like, let's go to Orange Julius. That's right. It was just like in the background, and yeah. it's like, well, mall production right. design. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, when they had an extended conversation about new Coke and it's like, okay, well, I know that they brought back new Coke mm. for this and you could buy a can for $20. Like, right. I know that. And then yeah. like the Burger King ad placement and the 7-Eleven ad placement, it's like, okay, I know the like brand deals that are happening with yeah. this. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that is also very lazy, mm-hmm. like very poorly done, which is stupid because there's a very, very easy way to do that. Just put it in the background. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I don't like this trend of like incorporating it into the plot. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm, just don't like it. Um, it felt like, so I just did the Wedding Singer musical, which is obviously based on the Adam Sandler movie, which is very like ham-fisted 80s references throughout because it's right. theater and it's a musical comedy. But that's what it felt like with Stranger Things with some right. of them. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's a new Coke joke in that musical and also in Stranger Things. And I'm like, I didn't think those two were ever going to kind of cross, but apparently they do because those are the jokes we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost jokingly said this and I'm glad I didn't. But I was still pretty pissed off. One of my, one of my weird pet peeves is when I say a plot point as a joke because it's the dumbest thing I can think of. <laughs> and then it's the plot. <laughs> like Hancock. Remember Hancock? Oh, yeah. I was like, Best movie ever. she's a superhero. And she was like, I'm, I, I am. Oh, also. yeah. And I was like, F this movie. <laughs> I understand that. So I hate that. Yeah. I hate when I like say a really dumb thing because it's dumb and then said dumb thing happens. Right. Uh, so I almost said, I wonder if they're going to do a nostalgia for video stores. Mm. Mm. Listener, they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they waited the entire season to get to it. Yeah, they, they did. did. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where I'd almost forgotten about it. And then yeah. it happened and I was like, ah, how? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, they go to a family video, which uh, still exists. Not that family video necessarily, but family video is still like that. They're the they're the biggest surviving chain, biggest in quotes, surviving movie theater chain, uh, movie video store chain in America. So they threw money at this thing too. Like, ugh, this is very <laughs> upset. I was I was pretty mad about that, and then like. Just the way they played it of like the like nerdy film guy behind the counter and it was like Yeah, oh, it was a little lazy. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I think there's a little too much like dipping into stereotypes about stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Well something else I was thinking about with regards to like leaning into the meme stuff was yeah. like 
how people went and responded to Billy and Mike and Nancy's mom in the last season. And making that like such a big focal point was real weird. Yeah. That was a weird direction to take. Yeah. I got like making a couple jokes about it. Yeah. The point where she's actually thinking about cheating on her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. But I think they also did a bad job explaining how old Billy was. Like, because it seemed like he was still in high school. Yeah. yeah. But I guess not. Yeah. He's yeah. he's definitely out of high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, because I thought there was like a, a like a, like an illegal level to oh, this. Oh, no. yeah. Okay. But still. I, it was just weird. That was dumb. That yeah. was just. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I know that you needed to go and have like her be suspicious of him so they have a mm-hmm. confrontation and also right. you need to wait a reason for him to go and get even yeah. mind flayed or whatever right. but it, that was not the way to do it yeah <laughs> that was dumb well like you said like the, the scene with the moms at the pool was like yeah. okay because yeah, it's like, like, like yeah 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 and, uh, yeah and like yeah it's like the fast the, times and they do the fast times thing with yeah. the mom the phoebe cates and right. the pool thing um and so I was like fine with that stuff. Like it was like okay, yeah, yeah, all right, I get it. Like I have the baseline reference for that, and then it was like it becomes a plot point. Yeah, let's let's cheat on your husband. Yeah, like, why? It, like, it, like, I was like playing with the kid. I was like, I don't like this. It's right. just uncomfortable. Yeah, like, and, and I don't really like like the idea of them making like her husband into like a joke, like the way that they yeah. do. I just, I, it just feels like really callous and weird to me. But like, and do they? They don't. Tone. He's like a nothing character. Well, which yeah. Is, but I, I find that really strange too. In general, like, he's, yeah. he's just like, but like, clueless dad. She's yeah. kind of sucks too. Like, she, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She doesn't really have that much of a personality either. No. Like, I don't really know who she is as a person. No, and that's the problem. Is like, then she goes and gives like a big pep talk to Nancy, and, yeah. and I was like, what? Are, where is this who coming from? Like, I don't even know who you are. Besides, like the fact that you just tried to cheat on your yeah. husband, like, yeah. And now you're like this empowering character. It was real weird. Yeah. Well, and then like Mike's dad doesn't have like anything. To, he's like yeah. in a couple scenes. Right. Like, he's not in it at all. Well, we haven't really seen that family actually be a family. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really. We haven't yeah. seen them all sit down at a dinner table. Sure. I think maybe since the first season, mm-hmm. if at all. Yeah. Um. So that's something else is that there's, there's weird character dynamics where I don't really yeah. feel like sometimes people are even related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Billy and his sister, Max. Max. Um, both of them, like, they really don't have, like, a brother-sister relationship, except for the one that you see in flashbacks. Right. But, like, you didn't see that really play out that much this season, which I think was a big mistake. Especially because he dies, and so, yeah. Because I, rewatching some of them today, like, the sauna scene where he's talking to her and he's trying to, like, manipulate her emotionally. Mm. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, but it would make a little more sense if we had a little more depth a little more grammar right. like you were saying because then we can feel with her like oh that must be really hard for her because he's been a dick the whole time it's like a right. murderous dick and then it's like the murderous dick's gonna die like yeah it's a brother but yeah, eh, yeah. it's yeah. a missed opportunity like you don't understand her struggle with yeah. it yeah right you know? which i'm sure would be very deep and very like emotional but we don't really see that yeah touched on really yeah there's a lot of assuming like you care mm. about relationships when you like when yeah. they've given you no reason to care there's siblings. You should be sad. Right. Yeah. Sad. You have a sibling. Probably okay. you care about your sibling. You should care about these siblings. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like uh, movies and TV shows, you know, lean on that mm-hmm. t- to a certain extent every single time. But man, you need to set that up a little bit more than just that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of missed opportunities, one of the scenes I like where everyone split up 
is when they're all at the mall at the same time, just hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, Elle and Max go to the mall mm-hmm. to, like, forget about their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the boyfriends are, like, trying to fix stuff with their girlfriends. So they go to the mall. And then, like, Dustin and Robin and Steve are trying to crack the Russian code. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're all kind of, like, weaving in and out with each other. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. Yeah. Like, there was a cool, like, energy and verve and the way they edited it was really mm-hmm. good. Um, I will say there's some good edits this season, like yeah. some cool scene transitions. Anyway, um, they, so all that was like great. It felt like a hangout movie. Yeah. And then like Max and Elle meet up with the boys at the end and I was like, cool. But I thought that was headed to like, this is the gang getting back together. But yeah. then like yeah. the Scoops gang just is still doing their stuff. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, oh, that seems like a messed up opportunity to have. Yeah. I mean, I really just watch sometimes a show just to these people hanging out yeah. all together. Yeah. And yeah. then like, yeah. sometimes even the supernatural stuff, which the problem is the supernatural stuff has not progressed much. At like, all. I, I, I mean, now we've had three seasons of them closing a door, a gateway. And, yeah. and yeah. like, we don't have a lot of answers about any of this. Like, mm-hmm. the Mind Flare really hasn't succeeded that much in his plans like no. i was like kind of hoping that it'd be like broken out into the real world and like the military would have to like deal with it mm-hmm. so then like you would at least have like uh meat shields or not or not, or not yeah. but like you would have like uh people who can get blown away yeah. and you don't care about yeah. you're going to demonstrate the villain's power because the show's obviously not going to kill the kids now yeah. so right. you need to still have something to go and show that the mind flare was like actually getting stronger mm-hmm. yeah um but now we're like back to square one again. It's now yeah. it's now sealed off and presumably until the next season. Right. And so we're just like repeating the same arc like over and over again, the yeah. supernatural yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, and then also it feels like some stuff with Paul Reiser was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just like randomly at the end. Not right. randomly. They call it yeah. in, but it's like you, you got Paul more. Reiser back for like a couple of seconds. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is really strange with that. Like, I know he's not doing anything, yeah. but like, that seems rude. Also, because he was good the last season. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was refreshing that he was actually like a good guy government. Yeah. Agent. Like, so that was cool. Um, they're not progressing like enough new stuff yeah. on the supernatural front. I mean, they don't even go and take a trip into the upside down this entire season, right. which yeah. is weird. Um, so I feel like that's not progressing very fast. Mm-hmm. And the show's kind of spinning its wheels. And this is what's going to get me to the thing I really want to talk about, which is I think this show has like a, a fatal blow has been inflicted upon it in a way that fans inflicted upon it and they didn't anticipate it, which is I think by deriding or criticizing that season two, episode seven. Mm. Um, oh, without hanging out with the kids. That was them opening up the world yeah. a lot. And then everybody responded to it negatively. And so I think the creators went right back in their shell. And mm-hmm. they're going back to like what they know works, what people yeah. people like. Mm-hmm. And the show's gotten real safe because of it. And, That's you know, true. maybe that episode wasn't executed perfectly. You and I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know what you were feeling about it was. I like the idea behind it. I like the... The aspects that you're saying that they should have explored more and opening up that world was very cool. I yeah. think pace-wise, it was kind of jolting for me. I was like, Ugh, right, this is not going anywhere. Well, and the fact that they didn't explore it more, like the reason I was tolerating it in season two is I was like, ooh, I'm excited to see what they'll do with that in season three. Mm. Spoiler alert: nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. Now the episode's even worse because it yeah. feels like it really didn't matter. Yeah. Well. It makes that episode bad now. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was a fine episode before. Right. It was like. If, like introducing the psychics and stuff like that has like yeah. a, you know a plot significance then yeah. great like, yeah there's that, a big effect on like how the world at large is now going to be right outside of Hawkins right? right and I would anticipate that like you know if they kept with the plan and having that actually matter then you'd have 
the mind fairy going to take over a psychic that can counter L. We know which would be because so cool. I mean, like that's the thing that's killing a lot of the tension is like this would allow L to go and superpower yeah. everything away yeah, constantly. Yeah. And I know she's lost her power now, but right. you know she's gonna get it back. Right. But like, go and have like the mind flare have like a counter against her then, mm-hmm. which would be really interesting. I think. And I think they've gotten like they've wiped away all that story potential now because they got spooked mm-hmm. from yeah. people, and like you should have stood by it, yeah. you know, more than they did. I was really disappointed with that. Yeah. And I think it is something that, go with me on this, yeah. but it, it is something that, like, the writers of, like, Fast and Furious do. Like, yeah. they, they, there's, like, an almost obnoxious loyalty to the the, the lore yeah. uh, as much as that franchise can have there. But, like, they will go out of their way to be like, all of this is what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, good or bad, mm-hmm. fans liked it or not. It happened. Right. And yeah. so we will accept it. Yeah. They, they made Tokyo Drift like essential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, even though it, it's a crappy movie. Yeah. You know. Um, so that also goes and I think is the thing that underlines my point about them bending too much to fan demand. And this mm-hmm. is like a negative fan demand, which is like, we don't want to see that ever again. Yeah. You know? And I was like, mm, that wasn't the right call, I don't think. Yeah. It's a Sonic trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I know we, we talked about this on, on that episode, but, like, that's that episode is, like, it's essentially inconsequential because people were like, well, okay, well, it, it takes place between episodes six, which is a big cliffhanger, right. and then episode eight, which is the season finale, and so it, like, it cuts into that story being told. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, you're going to watch this all in one day anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Right. right. <laughs> or like you said the other day where he's like, have you read a book? Like, let's do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, a cliffhanger. And then you get to the chapters like different character. Damn it. You know, you're waiting for the next like chapter to get to the thing that you wanted to yeah. read. You know, like, mm-hmm. which by the way, they call these chapters. Like the episode right. titles are chapters. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a weird thing to be like, ah, oh, now I gotta wait an 45 hour. minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think that that's kind of handicapped mm. the story potential of the series a bit. Yeah. Um, Do you think they will bring them back in season four at all? Based off of how they treated this season, no. Yeah. I think that like the whole reason why they took this big ass break mm-hmm. between seasons is because they I had to they go had... and rework it yeah. out of out yeah. of the, the psychics. I, I think they had like an outline that involved some of that. Yeah. And, and like they went and rejiggered stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to use that time effectively because there really weren't that many changes to the overall structure. It kind of mm-hmm. felt like a redux of the first two seasons. Yeah. It's just now there's a mall mm-hmm. and there's Russians. The Russian evil government said so the American evil government. Yeah. You yep. know, like... Mm. With a couple new really good characters, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Like, Just... yeah, those characters were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that they would go almost an anthology route, kind mm-hmm. of. And yeah. And just have, like, a new group of people every se- season. Yeah. yeah. Be really easy to do. It yeah. would. But they would take off so many people. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is why they won't. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't there be an excuse for having the exact same plot with the supernatural stuff each time if you just had a different group of people reacting to it? But at right. this point, we're seeing the same people reacting to the same stuff. Right. Well, and also, I mean, it would be super easy because they've gone and just numbered them, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Stranger Things 2, Stranger Things 3. Right. right. They've gone and made it, like, a collection. Mm-hmm. So Well, and, you know, a lot of horror movies had new groups of survivors or, yeah, you know, whatever, sure, yeah. every, every movie. So... Mm-hmm. 
there's a definitely a precedent to do yeah. that. But they're slaves now to, you know, Netflix's demands, which is that <laughs> those characters are really well loved and they're not going to get rid of them and tick off people and have them bounce on the episode and cancel the service or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, know? well, and, you know, if you're going to do an anthology, you have to make that decision after season one. Like, yeah, you do season yeah. two well, with you, the same characters. You, yeah, you can't go and yeah. do you're it for three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You can't Halloween this, right? Yeah. Or, like, Halloween three... That Carpenter one. was like, I had two stories I wanted to tell with Mike My- Michael Myers, yep. and uh, I'm going to tell this one. And people were like, well, we hated that one. And he's like, well, Michael Myers is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got some news for you? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, you really couldn't do that if once you do two no, seasons no. of it. So, I mean, that's something that they should have done after season one. So, yeah. now that they have locked into a four-season arc with these characters, like... That's fine. Yeah. Like, that's that's a traditional fine way to tell the story. But, like, and you did good with the first two mm-hmm. telling those. Yeah. And I feel like two did leave in a spot where you could do three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is what they did with three. And it's not bad. No. I don't want to say it's bad. There are worse we spent, things. you know, an hour and a half yeah. crapping on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's good ideas. There's good stuff. There's good moments. There's good performances. It has really high highs. Like, yeah. 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 Yep. That last episode, the last couple episodes are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the middle episode was good. The sauna one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Billy Kid's such a good I know mm-hmm. we talked about it, but that scene no, in the I want song, him in more movies now. Yeah. 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 That's, he was good in Power Rangers. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. He's good in Power Rangers, which is a decent movie. It's mm-hmm. like fine. It needs more action and yeah. more Power Rangers-y stuff. Yeah, the Power Rangers part is actually the worst part about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part's real bad. But like the teen hangout movie aspect yeah. of it, like mm-hmm. the Breakfast Club with superpowers mm-hmm. is pretty fun yep. and good. And well casted. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm kind of sad that they like pulled the plug on that. Yeah. Because yeah. that dude's a good actor. And mm-hmm. he's... He's not doing anything now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, he's he's going to get work after this. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. He absolutely is. Uh, but He's going to be the next British actor they go and shove into every American role out there. I mean, he's, 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 he's one of my favorites. Taking her jobs. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, he's one of the best ones at it. So, yeah. I mean, let him have it. I mean, that, that's not one of my pet peeves is a British person playing an American, though. I mean, American playing American? Come on. I thought you were going to say... So American meta. Thing. Hey. Oh, what about an American playing a British person? That's fine. Okay. So, so like, Dick Van Dyke, then. totally yeah. cool. Not self-indulgent, then. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just, like, House, the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. The only things that matter. Yep. Yeah. Wanted. Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. But that weird nasally ass what is with the British actors like just making like a really nasal I'm gonna sound it then yeah I was like what the hell it's either that or like Texan I mean, no do we have room to talk though based on the Americans we've had play prominent British roles uh, like mm. how how different is the house Doctor Strange voice from the Dick Van Dyke chimney sweep voice like that was an act of war I, yeah. won't, <laughs> I won't deny it like uh, <laughs> Yeah. We haven't done we haven't done them no favors. <laughs> to, to be fair, that was you know fifty years ago. So we, sure, we've gotten better. And how many oh, name? I I can't think of it. As any. soon as you said Dick Van Dyke, everything else has gone out of my head. Do you remember when ago. Tom Cruise played a Nazi and he sounded like Tom fucking Cruise? <laughs> oh yeah, but that was a German person. So, okay. So, oh, and Keanu Reeves in Dracula. Oh yeah. man, yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Budapest. <laughs> uh, and Keanu Reeves in Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. Oh, man. Keanu should just stick to the action. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Robin Williams is good at that stuff. He's yeah. good at accent work. Yep. Well, most comedians are. I think they're really usually good at mimicking, so they're typically pretty good at accents. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, but Dick Van Dyke, comedian. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I don't know. He's talented in other ways. He doesn't what have to dick. be good at a British accent. <laughs> I hate you. That's upsetting. Uh, so yeah, Stranger Things Season 3. I don't really want Stranger Things Season 4. Yeah. I'm not excited for it i I will watch it i'll watch it (laughs) man i well and and i'm open to it being good like i i don't think that there's like it's not hopeless yeah and it's not like there's only one way to tell the hop hopper coming back story yeah Yeah. it like the search for hopper it's happening maybe he'll come back and die (laughs) that would be hilarious man that would be the best that's that's the thing i don't like about this though is that like you know they already like fired that bullet so they can't do it again yeah Mm. so now you know he's safe too so literally almost everyone except joyce is safe now yeah yeah like that sucks to me yeah you know um yeah you know what i liked winona Ryder this season yeah she she Mm. she's good she's a good actor i feel like i liked her a little more this season than in past seasons well the I first season she was insufferable yeah, I thought bad. I mm-hmm. thought she was just so yeah, shrieky yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's like the constant bickering with Hopper just really turned me off too mm-hmm. and I felt like they actually had like good chemistry the second season I was like oh man they should get together and then this season I was like Ugh, like what did I see <laughs> well they're together in real life no it's just, she's with Sean true. Austin in real life yeah yeah no she's with David Harbour no she was dating Sean Austin what? Either yeah. way, my brain is like not. Handling. Hold on, hang on. <laughs> <All right. What? laughs> this is this is a space that we will edit out. Apparently now she's. No, I'm so shocked by either or both. I don't know. Apparently now it's this guy called Scott McKinley Hahn. What? So. Oh, wait, is she not dating him? Are they just super good friends? That's it. Because the way he. Well, he's in love with her then. Because the way he talks about her on Instagram, yeah, this is, that blows my mind. Because he talks about her only the way I have seen people talk about their significant others. Oh, jeez. Yep. Now I feel kind of bad for David (laughs) Harper. Damn. That sucks. I wish I didn't know that. Man. Uh, what were we talking? Oh, an writer in the season. Yeah. Um, I think the bickering with Hopper thing isn't her fault. No, I think she's good in those scenes. Sure. Um, because she's not. She, I mean, she's not yelly the way he is. No. She doesn't scream at him. No, it was really. definitely the writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It. I don't know. I don't know if the Duffers were more hands off this season or what. Something's off. Yeah. The tone is different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just. It's just like a. It's gotten kind of marvelly, kind of like with its tone, which I, I you know, I think is a play toward a broader audience, but it wasn't what I was on board with tell yeah. you that much. But yeah, and it's not it's not a dumpster fire, even though all, right. all we don't is criticize it. Um, but it, I still will watch the next season. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. it's unsalvageable. Like there's certain things where I watch something, I'm like. 
the rest of this franchise is like ruined. Yeah. It's yeah. like it, there's there's nothing coming back from this. Like yeah. they do enough for the kind of reset after every season that there's nothing stopping them from making a, an awesome season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to put some more work into it. Yeah, and the, the, well, the other thing too is this is a cast and crew who have proven their talents in mm-hmm. front of and behind the camera. So I, it's like, like you said, not on. Yeah. Phones. Yeah. They're, you know, it's, there's good people involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's good people involved, I'm going to be at least a little bit interested. Right. right. Um, so I do hope they end it after season three, four. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I do hope they stick to the guns. I understand the temptation on Netflix, especially with how aggressive Disney is being. Yeah. Like, Disney's just like, they're not even slowly wrapping their hands around Netflix's neck right now. No. Like they, yeah. <laughs> no, they just like pointed like a cannon like, <laughs> yeah. in their face. Yeah. 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 Um, so I understand the temptation to like, say, hey, do more of this, please. Yeah. Because this is the hit we have. Well, and I would have had more confidence that they could have done that and ended it at four if that backdoor pilot episode, essentially, yeah. had uh, taken off with the other psychics. Because then that, they could have had, like, a spinoff series featuring them. Yeah. And then, like, they could let this other series rest. And now yeah. I think the temptation is going to be, we're making Stranger Things. The college years. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if they take a couple of years off, they'll be like, oh, we now the kids are older, or they're adults yeah. now. Yeah, or like, now it's in the 90s. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where I think we're going towards, which is not going to be good. I don't think we're heading toward a definitive ending anymore. Yeah. yeah. I hope we are. I don't think we are. I hope... If Netflix can figure out their beef with theater owners, like, I think they'd be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the news of the Irishman today. Which is... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's not opening wide. Yeah. Right. Huh. It's a fucking Martin Scorsese movie. Like yeah. what? Yeah. With De Niro, Pacino, and Joe Pesci. Pesci. It's like yeah. yeah. It like that's what before mm-hmm. I even knew what it was about. All I saw literally the first advertisement was just what the word Irishman, and it had the cast in Scorsese. And I was like, I'm going to watch the shit out of this. Yeah, exactly. It'll be amazing. Exactly. And even the runtime, which like, I am the first person to complain about runtimes. So I'm like, it's Scorsese. It'll be fine. Right. You know, like, yeah. um, it, but yeah, they're releasing it limited. Yeah. And that's the insane. Because they couldn't work out an agreement. Well, they couldn't, yeah, because they couldn't work out an agreement because oh, they were, they're debuting the movie in theaters yeah. on November 1st. Mm-hmm. And then they're putting it on Netflix November 27th. Sure. And none of the theater chain owners really would agree to those terms. Mm-hmm. They want the 90-day window. Uh, they, yeah, mm. they want the 90-day window. Um, yeah, something's got to give on that. Yeah. And it looks like it might have to be Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, and having seen a Netflix movie that I really liked in the theater, they make theater-worthy movies. Like, Ballad of Buster Scruggs in a theater played awesome to oh, a nice. crowd. Hmm. Yeah. It played so great to a crowd. I forget that was no. Yeah, they have good movies. Yeah. They got nominated for like oh, the Ro- Roma got nominated yeah. for Best Picture last Roma year. That was great. Um, Roma came here, which I thought was yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Roma got kind of a wide release, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if it got kind of a wide release until after it got yeah nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, did it? I I feel like it didn't show up until after because I know Edwards will do like we're going to show all the Oscar noms. Right. Maya will do that, and I feel like it may have been a part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I couldn't remember it. Mm. That section of the year kind of blurred together for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Netflix needs to figure something out. 
Yeah. And yeah. I don't think Stranger Things should I think be. they're running out of time. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, they are. They have like a couple months. And yeah. I think The Irishman may have been their last ditch effort. The other thing is Scorsese's last movie didn't made like $3 million. Yeah. So, you know, there's people aren't showing up for Scorsese. But I, I don't know. Wolf of Wall Street was a hit. That's true. Yeah, he needs to pick subject matter that people care about. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, as much as silence my interest me from like oh christian missionaries inside japan like yeah. it's not exactly a concept that most yeah. people care for true. yeah movie's a damn masterpiece though it's yeah, so I mean, good i need to watch it it's so good did you see it no i've heard really good things oh, about from like everybody it's so good i saw it with one other guy in a theater <laughs> they played it at reading for like a weekend and... i always think about seeing it and then i hear about the runtime and i'm like meh but then yeah. these yeah. other movies that we watch now are all like two and a half yeah hour and scorsese's gonna like he's right. got a track right. record of right. using yeah. these runtimes like yeah silence is uh, i'll cut all this later but silence is like this like super meditative like Mm -hmm. sensitive piece about faith and Mm -hmm. nice the the world and and what it means and and it's yeah it's three hours but like Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah think about it you know like just live with it you know and like like it's 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 a good movie to sit with Mm -hmm. that is like has a lot of good conversation to be had about it Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's a real good movie. Silence is good. Nice. And so, but like, yeah, it only made $3 million. And now, wow. you know, Netflix, and it costs so much money to make because he shot it in Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he shot it in, well, I think he shot it in the Philippines, mm. but he shot it on location because right. yeah. that's what Scorsese be doing. Right. And uh, they were like, we, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it costs like, it costs almost $100 million to make that movie, which is insane. Like, mm-hmm. that movie should have cost, like, $60 million at most. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's pushing it. Like, 35 Yeah. yeah. Um, but he spent, like, 87 or something on it. It only made, like, 3 or $5 million. God. So, yeah. yeah. It, I don't know. I feel like the studio kind of botched the release of that. Mm-hmm. And so Netflix had the, like, opportunity, but, like, whatever happened with the, the theater chain owners Jeez. didn't, it didn't happen. And, like, I... I don't know, man. Like, if this were 1991 and you're like, Martin Scorsese's making a two, 210 mm-hmm. minute gangster movie with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci, like, yeah. that movie would have been a monster hit. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Like, everyone would have seen that movie. Yeah. Yep. It's, I think that shows, like, how different the industry is Yeah. 20 yeah. years on, you know? I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Figure it out, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you guys have anything else eh i mean it's it's good watch it it's you know fun. yeah you could do worse could yeah do worse. uh is there any other good tv out right now uh i've been watching what is the hbo show uh succession is actually really good with brian cox and karen colkin oh yeah i've heard i've heard that the uh problem with uh succession mm-hmm. season two is that you have to watch season one to watch it because season one is kind of rough uh, yeah <laughs> it's uh, it's good but yeah it's rough it's like they're, they're just so deplorable which mm. i love watching sure. like all oh, the actors are so good but there's some it's just like oof, it can yeah yeah oh i've been watching veep on hbo go and because uh, mm-hmm. that's how far behind i am <laughs> and uh <laughs> There's a line in the trailer that makes me laugh every time I see it where he's like, so something about like insulting his principles and he's like, principles, don't be an asshole. You don't have principles. And I was like, that's a good line. Like, that's a good douchebag line. Good job. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's I mean, there's worse bingeable stuff out there, yeah. and I don't know, nothing else has really blown up this season, no. this year, has it? No. Like, I don't know, was it better than Game of Thrones season eight? Don't. <laughs> you're the only person I, I on the show who has a frame of reference for this so it is it a stranger things season three is better than game of thrones season eight which was just wow. the biggest i just <laughs> there if you saw any Whoa. kind of memes after every episode it was just outrage and outrage from fans because it was so <laughs> stupid and so bad it was so poorly handled it was oh, God, it was such a joke. Like, the first episode was good, and it immediately... I just... I don't. I can't. That turned Mike into Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 So it was like Owen Wilson getting, like, choked out. Wow. (laughs) That's how bad it was! It was... It was horrid. It was just bad. Oh, that's... Man, that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, there you have it. Alright, go watch Stranger Things Season 3. Hey guys, wait, before you go though, we should make a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> and write a song about a song. Do you hate the intro to the podcast? Um, podcast based on a YouTube channel based on a podcast? Oh yeah. Fuck this show. <laughs>